Ooh, it's the Sani. Salam, it's Avatula. <laughs> it is I, Evangeline. And um, yeah, we're spooky today, guys. So basically, the topic is black horror and cinema, and the reason is dual. It's spooky season. And black people have literally always died first in movies. And now the stories are being told by white people, which is the, the furthering the death of black horror. And we're sick of it. So we're going to talk about some movies, past, present, and future. And but we're going to start off with just a little bit of history of black people in horror cinema. Take it away. So a lot of uh, black horror has really been like the fear of black people or the fear of the unknown or kind of like allegories for black people, like the creature of the black lagoon having very prominent um, lips and negro features. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the King Kong, basically like the, <laughs> yeah. I don't know everybody thinks we're monkeys. <laughs> yeah, the giant monkey who's obsessed with a white woman from like the mysterious jungle. And generally lots of other things. It definitely dates back to the fear of black people and the unfortunate uh, I guess what you would say is propaganda and other unfounded fears about like spooky scary black people who are using their scary magic or their brute strength to harm and injure white people especially white women mm -hmm. blacks have autonomy and people start acting crazy what? <laughs> am i wrong <laughs> Um, so now we're going to get into the meat of the topic. We're going to get into the bulk of this, um, which is basically the what? The meat and potatoes. I thought you said the meat and anus. Awful. <laughs> um, so the meat of this pod, this podcast episode is basically, okay, so we're going to talk about Movies, past, present, and future, like I said. And so we're going to start way, way back in the day with Emmett's Law. Um, so I don't know. What do you, what do you, I know what you have to say because we've practiced this. Um, <laughs> what, 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 which movie are you starting us off with today? All right. I'm starting with Ganja and Hess, which came out in uh, 1973. Um, Ooh. So it's not obviously the oldest one ever mm -hmm. but the basic plot summary is that uh a man who is a i guess i always keep messing up what his title is but his title isn't really important basically he works around ancient uh remains and he studies them like an archaeologist mm -hmm. and he gets stabbed with a ceremon ceremonial sword from one of the nondescript African countries that he's researching, and he becomes a vampire. Saucy. That's a positive um, saucy. The 
it really it really is a really cool concept um so it's like it's flirts the line of being like a black black exploitation film but um it had themes of uh addiction and assimilation and talked a lot about christianity with uh within the context of it being like forced on black people and it was I think what makes it good for me personally is it feels very personal. So even though there is violence and sex, so much sex. Oh no. <laughs> it's like a really more personal movie. Yeah. Like watch out. And it just feels like, uh, it has like a black cast and a black, um, creative team. So mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like, weird <laughs> like how other can movies... i ask you a question though yeah do you mind explaining what black exploitation is just for everyone like anyone who doesn't know yeah it's basically like black exploitation films are like black centered films that uh often have a lot of like stereotypical characters and plots and general themes to them as a way of not like almost making fun of the uh, stereotypes that are existing there. It's like, oh, the like stereotypical villain or thug character, except it's uh, pushed to a degree of being like comical or being satirical. Mm-hmm. That's my scary movie. Okay, my understanding of it um, is like. Well, it's because just, just the root word exploitation, like, I, I, I just think, like, exploiting Black pain, which I guess is tied back to the stereotypes that you were mentioning. It, it feels like, like a lot of people, I don't know about a lot of people, but I heard people were saying that, like, to some extent, Marvel's Black Panther was a Black, black exploitation film because mm-hmm. it exploited the Black desire for representation in uh this in their movies in the superhero universe that they had um and so i just wanted it to be clear that uh black exploitation is like a real you know a thing and we ain't just making up words i mean i do just make up words but (laughs) that's not that's not the point (laughs) (laughs) okay um Sorry, continuing with your other, uh, the other throwback of black horror movies. Um, and a stark contrast to Ganja and Hess, we have Candyman, which features a woman who, a white woman who goes to, uh, Cabrini Green projects in Chicago in order to investigate their, the phenomena where they believe in a, urban legend called Candyman. Um, and Candyman is played by Tony Todd, who's amazing and wonderful. A great actor. My god, he if no he needs business. a wife. <laughs> I'm Googling him. Hang on a second. What's his name? It's the voice. It's the voice. It's oh my god. Voice. It's the voice. Oh my. <laughs> it's, it's like, oh, it's, oh my god, it's like, it's like a, you're by a a fire and you're wrapped like in a blank, like a fluffy ass blanket, and 
<laughs> Never mind. I need help. <laughs> this man looks too much like my uncle. <laughs> I opened the phone and I really went, oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> oh God. But uh, Candyman, uh, so. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Basically, like, and she goes and, uh, this woman goes and discovers, uh, that Candyman is in fact real, and because she denied his existence, he decides that he's gonna haunt her and make her into another urban legend. And, yeah, basically it's just him terrorizing this white woman, and... <laughs> That's gonna be in the personal life section of my uh, Wikipedia page. <laughs> spent the duration of the movie terrorizing white women. That's what it's going to say. Or I, that's what I'm going to edit it to be when I do, in fact, receive a Wikipedia page. It's going to stop you. <laughs> Wikipedia, probably. Citation needed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think with uh, Candyman, specifically, it was, uh, aside from Tony Todd, there wasn't any, like, other black people involved, and if my memory serves me correctly, the NAACP contacted um, Bernard Rose and Clive Barker, who were the director and creator, respectively, uh, and were like, hey, maybe you shouldn't do this, and they were like, it's just fiction, you guys. <laughs> Clownery. Like, if the NAACP tells you to not do something... <laughs> Like the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People. Colored. Colors. <laughs> but, um, it was generally like. It's a good movie, but it falls into a lot of tropes and definitely has a almost. I wouldn't say necessarily white saviorism, but it definitely has like black villainism within mm -hmm. it. That's not a term, but it is now. Um, and because of the background being basically about a black man who was killed by white people terrorizing black residents, that doesn't feel very accurate to me. What about yeah. you guys? No, I definitely feel like it, it just feels like once again, I would spend my time terrorizing white people if I was the candy man. If I was the candy person boss. Um <laughs> I it just feels like white people trying to get out of the consequences for the terror for the for the consequences of their actions. Um if I was the white people trying to get out of the consequences for their actions, they basically are saying in this in having a black man be killed by white people and then go to terrorize black people, they're saying that, like, to me, it feels like, oh, regardless of what we did, black on black violence will always, you know, be the root of the pro like, you know? Mm -hmm. I don't like it. So, is there anything else you wanted to add, Amatilla, or, or should we move on to the next topic? What, what do you want to do? Um, I'll move on to the next topic just because I could talk about Candyman for like seven million years and <laughs> and this podcast is like less than an hour, so 
<laughs> uh, the next one I watched was Get Out, which came out in 2017, and definitely, I feel like, jump-started the current black horror movie renaissance that's going on right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that was the It movie for a while. Mm-hmm. Like, people are still comparing everything to Get Out. Like, literally, <laughs> you can't throw a stone in a film club and not hit someone talking about Get Out. But, um, so, for those of you who are uninitiated and haven't watched Get Out... For uh, whatever reason. Yeah, for whatever reason, go watch it. Stop this podcast right now and go watch Literally, if you don't, you're kind of racist. Got a little bit. A little bit racist. And you're actually calling me a slur right now. Mm-hmm. In your brain. In your brain. <laughs> so, uh... Get Out follows a Daniel Kaluuya, Kaluuya's character goes to his white girlfriend's parents' house. His first mistake. Yeah, it's like a <laughs> first mistake white girlfriend, but um... <laughs> Is that bad to say? No. <laughs> but um... He goes to her parents' house, they're having, like, a little family get-together, so there's nothing but white people, and as time goes on, there's, he realizes something's not right, other than them being uncomfortably white, and you know, the subtlety of racism that accompanies being in a group of mostly white liberals. Um, <laughs> mm, talk about that. Let's get into it. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I don't know, can I spoil it? Yeah, go ahead. The movie's been out for three years now. Yeah, yeah we know you watched it already. <laughs> um, yeah, they told people to go watch it, so if they haven't, pause this and come back to it. That's their fault. Yeah. Exactly. If, you, if you're getting spoiled for this, that's on you. Um, but he finds out that they are in a way, body snatchers. Um, I don't think that's the proper terminology, but they take black people's bodies and insert white people's brains and it uh, is a commentary on like racialized fetishization and general racism in general I guess mm-hmm. but um, this movie is really good in my opinion for a lot of reasons mm-hmm. but like it doesn't feel super graphic that's true. That is true. I don't I don't think it is. Like it doesn't get inherently violent till the like last twenty minutes, I wanna say. Mm-hmm. Which like I feel like that's like I don't know. I don't like blood. I'm not like a soup I don't I don't I don't really do blood and gore and nastiness. Um yeah. so for me it felt like uh I was still fine with it. Like it, it felt like almost like how Parasite was. Mm-hmm. Like it was just that yeah. last little bit of the movie where you're like, "Whoa!" Yeah, the um, horror is like really subtle. It, it was, it was gen- it was scary without being gory, which is just always, which makes a better movie in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I agree. It's it's an easier watch for everybody, and even people who are squeamish can watch and enjoy it. Hmm. Yeah. I feel like my major gripe with that movie, though, is, like, there isn't enough, like, focus on black women. 
I mm. want to say. Because there's a scene where uh, I don't even remember what Daniel Kaluuya's character's name is. Was it Chris? Chris, that's right. When Chris is going through all the trophy photos of his white girlfriend's um, like victims, and it's like a sea of black men and then one black woman. And it's like, not that I want to see black women be brutalized, but if you're going to have a commentary about that, about racialized fetishization, it's really, it does a disservice to black women to not have us be like an afterthought, like a footnote, you know? Yeah, because if you look in, when you look at race fake, <laughs> what is the race that they're faking? What? <laughs> it's usually like when you look at race fakers, they're usually faking being black women. Is what I'm saying. No, I see at what least you mean. from my observations, I'm not yes, claiming to be okay. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, just everyone... it's really funny. What's the race that they're faking? Really <laughs> What's the race that they're faking? <laughs> sort of like a PBS documentary. <laughs> Let's discuss that. Let's get into it. We don't have the time for it. I could talk for hours. <laughs> yeah, next episode will be race taking on the internet. <laughs> Are we? No, it Are might not to... be. Don't don't take that as real. I'm joking. <laughs> We're gonna talk about walnuts. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Next topic. Yeah, next the topic. Uh, the second to last movie is uh, Us, 2019, also a Jordan Peele flick. Um, and even I have very different opinions on this movie, so, <laughs> but, um, the basic rundown is that, um, a family encounters a copy of them, and the copies of, well, everyone in America who live in tunnels, and they come out, and they try to kill their copies and replace them, and so, the essentially, they have to try and survive while all these people are out doing their murder thing. I don't really like this movie for a couple of reasons. I think Lupita Nyong'o in it is gorgeous, but I don't know. Eve, you want to wax poetic about it? This movie made me feel things I hadn't felt in years. Um, (laughs) When I first saw it, I was too terrified to, like, think about it, and then I saw it four more times. (laughs) It's good. I I truly love like you mentioned earlier, like ten seconds ago, <laughs> um about seeing black women in horror as like but not being brutalized. And I think that's something that this movie kind of balanced. I mean like at the end, you know, uh Red is murdered, but like <laughs> um it it felt like I don't know. I, I I love to see and just being like, uh, um, I don't really know. I guess I don't know how to phrase it. I'm sorry, <laughs> but uh, black a black yeah. woman and the, this just knowing that the um that the metaphor that the whole thing this movie was about being your own worst enemy and just like a black woman having to fight herself but also someone so separate from herself it's it's poetic cinema 
<laughs> Makes me want to snort crack. <laughs> <laughs> How about we don't do that? Okay, I'm not going to snort crack. But uh, um, it just I makes me want to, like... Not this like, episode. <laughs> not this episode. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> New Year's, New Year's. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, right. I think um, it's really good, but it's just, like, not really generally my thing. Which I think, a slight tangent, I feel like we need, the reason we need more good black horror movies is because I want to be able to casually kind of be like schmeh about a black horror movie without feeling like I'm betraying good black horror. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, true. We're, we're, we need black mediocrity. I, I forget who said that, but we need it. <laughs> <laughs> I support black mediocrity. I need that and... on a t-shirt. Except that's <laughs> a joker, but, you know. And it's not that, like, I, I think this might be a slight tangent, but it's not that I want us, like, us and our media to be mediocre, but I think we should have the space to be allowed to be mediocre. Because mm-hmm. I think at, we, at, we're at this point where we don't have enough Black media where you could be like, well, this is okay, and not seem like you're anti-Black <laughs> as a Black person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that being said, uh, it's not mediocre. It is good. It's just yeah. not my thing. Um, and then the final movie... <sighs> Big, heavy, Negro spiritual sigh. <laughs> it's uh, Antebellum which came out this year, um, like a month ago. I... Wasn't I this really produced know. by Jordan Peele? Um, it... I didn't think so, it's not. No, it's not. Oh. I don't know oh, who, who it was by, though. Someone said it was, but it's not. It isn't. Okay. Um, so, I... I really don't know how to start this, because, like... I know some people do like Antebellum, and I know some Black people like Antebellum, and I'm not gonna say anything about those specific people, but me, personally, as a Black person, seeing Antebellum made me nauseous, and not in a good sort of way. Let me clarify. I like horror, and I like things that make me scared, and I like things that, like, freak me out and haunt me, but it has to be a good sort of haunting. Mm-hmm. Not like this, where it was just literally seeing Janelle Monet get brutalized, seeing other Black people get brutalized, and then just... Uh, there was, like, no reprieve. It was just ever-present, so uncomfortable. I only got 20 minutes through the movie. The rest of the movie I had to just read a synopsis of, because it was really just stomach churning. As a person who actually did not watch the movie, but I watched a review of the movie, just the clips that they showed gave me the same feeling that I felt when I watched, I believe it's Ava DuVernay's 13th. Mm. Like, it made me feel the same type of Negro sickness. Mm. Which is bad, since that is a documentary about the prison industrial complex not a movie you know Mm -hmm. like so i i like we're we're spoiling it right 
I mean, um, yeah, I'd say that we can spoil this one just because the twist was so underwhelming, but also like had really horrifying implications. Yeah. So basically, oh, sorry, did you want to say it? No, you you can go. Yeah, basically the whole plot of the movie is you follow uh, Janelle Monet and she's on a plantation, and um, you the way the movie is uh, like presented in trailers is just kind of like you think it's this weird mind bending, time bending sort of a thing, but really it's just a bunch of people reinvented slavery at a reenactment place. Mm. And like, and then apparently it gets to like copaganda at the end too, like weeg. But um, oof, I don't even know about that. I mean, that's what I heard from a friend of mine. I (laughs) once again, I haven't seen more than like (laughs) twenty five minutes of this movie. Fair enough. But um, it, it it was really disappointing because. When I was seeing the like trailers and whatnot for Annabellum, especially because Janelle Monet was in it, I was really, really, really excited. But then I like, cause like as we all figured, it was some type of mind bending, time traveling type of crazy stuff that was going to be going on. But it just turned out that they remade slavery, but except it was really blatant this time. Yeah, and it was disappointing. Too. Slavery too. What did I say last time? I said um Oh, it was like kindred but ghetto, I think. <laughs> Not kindred but ghetto. It was it just that's what it sounds like. It's just like Yeah, that's that's like I think that's what I'm saying. It's the only one to go with. That's what <laughs> <laughs> I think what's also disappointing is like this movie is gorgeous. It like, sure is. It's a beautiful movie. It is stunning. The opening scene is literally amazing. And mm. the music is gorgeous. And yet it has such a... I feel like also, to go back to what I was talking about with Ganja and Hess, part of the reason that it didn't feel as um, like strange or especially gross with any of the violent acts is because you have moments where characters are just monologuing and so it feels very personal. This movie felt so impersonal. You don't know anything about uh, Janelle Monet's character before you see her getting brutalized. And even after the fact, people's main complaint was you know so little about her character that it just feels like a random character and not someone that you care about, not someone who is pain and situation that you start to feel attached to or worried about mm-hmm. yeah it, it definitely it's just like when you write a character who's not the i don't want to say that the sole purpose but when you write a character whose purpose is to uh be be brutalized like, and be attacked like this it's like I don't know, man. <laughs> it's just like you have to have to some extent 
gives them a reason to be in this position. And I feel like just based on what you guys are telling me about this movie, they really didn't give that. Like, is there any logic behind this reenactment site? Is there any well use for it? Uh, what is this? From the synopsis that I watched, apparently, like, I don't know why the reenactment happened in the way that it happened, but apparently Chanel, Janelle Monet's character was like some type of activist woman person. And she was very popular or whatever. So the person that was running the plantation that was assaulting her, like, in the in the slave thing, like, he wanted her specifically because of this. And that is all I know. I don't... It, it's just... Ugh. I don't, yeah, that's all I really know about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I wish I could give, like, better descriptions of, like, any plot points or anything that happens, but literally, like, I looked at the wiki after this, like, (laughs) (laughs) so take it up, Wikipedia. Yeah, I watched, uh, Found Flicks. I didn't watch that movie. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so uh, basically now we're going to move into um, <laughs> some, so we talked about the past of horror movies, we talked about Ganja and Has, talked about Candyman, talked more recently, um, uh, Get Out, Us, Antebellum, and now we're going to talk about the future, the not so distant future, because movies are coming out, they're flying off the shelves like hotcakes, and um, basically... I reviewed three horror movies, or really just the the trailers for these horror movies, and we're gonna I'm gonna rate them out of five. Um, so we're gonna start with Spell. So Spell is a movie starring Omari Hardwick and Loretta Devine. Um, the premise of the movie basically is that a man is stranded on an island after a plane crash on his way to see his late father's house, um, and he wakes up with his old woman and all her voodoo stuff. So, like, instantly, instantly, like, as soon as you open this trailer, you see voodoo, hoodoo, mysticism, it's all dark and spooky, and everyone's like, look, okay, so the, the main character's dad did uh, magic before he was, like, before he died, and uh, so the, the son is like, oh, you know dad and his magic stuff, so it's, it's all regarded with this suspicion and this, um, they don't really care about it. Or they don't, not, not to say they don't care about it, but they don't think any, too much of it. Um, then there's the inaccurate depiction of voodoo dolls, which just, it just drives me up the wall. Should I talk about that? Can I? Uh, Go ahead. Okay, so basically, um, voodoo dolls in popular media are like basically stuffed toys, usually with X's for eyes, thread X's for eyes, and like, you know, creepy smiles, and basically the um, general concept is that you have a voodoo doll and it does uh, you know, it it, <sighs> it does spooky shit, like, you, you, you can, like, stab it, and it'll, like, someone in the real world who it gets connected to will be stabbed, whatever. Um, now, it, this use isn't too different from what voodoo dolls actually are. There, uh, in the real world, voodoo dolls are classified under uh, Grigris, and uh, their magical items are items used in magic. 
like usually associated with Haitian or Creole voodoo and West African, but also like, I guess, Pan-African mysticism. But the thing is, I feel like every time we think about voodoo, we hear voodoo and then you instantly go to voodoo doll. Um, Black magic, you think about voodoo dolls, but then it's like, you think, and then you really like look into it, voodoo dolls aren't that prevalent in these actual cultures and belief systems. So that just made me really annoyed that like we're talking about, we have a black horror movie and it's about black people, black magic, and you come in with these just like, this is these inaccuracies, just these glaring inaccuracies. Um, the other <clears> things, it was just like old black mother, old black grandmother spirit guide, you know, it's like an old trope. And I think this note here, I wrote notes for this. This, here, this note here just says, um, goth princess and the frog. <laughs> I don't know what I meant by that. <laughs> you know how there like, um, people on the internet will do like edgy reimagines of Disney movies. This is like mm. an edgy reimagine of Princess and the Frog. Literally. Wow. Um, but somehow worse than the, that movie, how treated uh, Voodoo already. So, I gave this movie or the trailer for this movie spell uh, 2 out of 5 because it feels like it was written by members of the Church of Angry Christians. Um, <laughs> and Christian. it feels like I'm, I'm personally very tired of the demonization of black mysticism. Yeah, yeah. should I continue or you guys have something to say? I have one question. Because you mm -hmm. said he was stranded on an island. I thought it was like Appalachia. No, it was um I know they mentioned like something in the in Bermuda, but I thought that was an island. Isn't Bermuda in the Wait, what? Wait, never I don't know anything about geography. <laughs> yeah, because I thought it was like the... What I remember is that they were talking about like uh, Appalachia, which is obviously a mountain region um, within the United States. No, it looks so tropical. I, it looks tropical. It was tropical, so I thought it was tropical. <laughs> I think that's a fair assessment. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna look it up. I'm gonna look it up. You look it up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking it up right now. Uh, yes, he is upset. Oh. What? What is it? Um, while flying to his father's funeral in rural... 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 <laughs> Take work. your time. Take your time. <laughs> Rural Appalachia. So the plane crashes mm. in, in Appalachia. Let me look it up. I'm, I'm digging. I'm digging. No, no, because I saved this to my... Um... Yep, in Appalachia. Okay, well, it's in Appalachia. I'm sorry, I just, because... Um, no, I'm just being... Because I remember seeing someone talk about how, like, uh, Appalachians in general always get, like, the whole, like, evil hillbillies and stuff like that. Mm. 
So this is like two tropes in one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, <laughs> let's see. Okay, so next was His House um, by uh, Shope. No, it's not by. Uh, starring Shope uh, Derizu and Wunmi Mosaku. Uh, the premise basically is that a South Sudanese couple immigrate to the UK as asylum seekers, and they are psychologically tortured by their white neighbors and the house itself. This this trailer, I'm hooked. I'm into it. I'm hooked. I love it. I love the flavor so of it. Um, this is the best of the three that I looked at, just because I think that white, I think that white people terrorizing black people is um. You know, it's 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 always just very real, and I think they did it in a manner, or at least just watching the trailer, it it didn't look like it was like going to be outright brutalization, but more psychological. And I think that perspective on what racism is as a psychological game of like incessant torture is um something I've I've never seen in movies, though I've experienced it so often. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's really interesting having it be portrayed that way, especially since a lot of, well, not a lot of, but some of what racism is now is psychological. It's always has been psychological, but I think it's more prominent now because the people that are quote unquote on our side Mm -hmm. are often the ones that are portraying it. And sometimes it'll take you a minute and be like, wait a minute. And I think that's really a really interesting perspective to explore. Yeah, I see what you mean. Um, this is also the first time I'm seeing Africans, like I said, they're South Sudanese, in a horror movie, which is really exciting. I don't think, I, I've never heard um, an African accent in a horror movie unless that character was, you know, brutally murdered or a joke before being brutally murdered, you know? Yeah. Or like evil, or the evil doctor. one exactly, which just goes right back to spell. Um, Ooh. this this circle. trailer, I I love it. I love. I I cannot wait to see this movie. So I gave it a four out of five though because I love the concept, but though I am interested in in seeing how they approach the psychological aspect of racism, I do grow weary of racism stories at all mm-hmm. so if mm-hmm. i wasn't so like overwhelmed with the real world racism it would have had a five by five last movie um i feel like this is, a, this is a swell way to end it isn't it bad hair oh lord starring l lorraine and vanessa williams now, this movie already came out but i didn't see it I wrote this. I wrote these notes um, just after watching the trailer. Oh gosh, so much. <laughs> the plot is: it's 1998, and this woman wants a job as a model, but she's and then her boss is like, "Uh-uh, you got to get a weave to be on my floor," and um, or no, I'm sorry, she wants a job as, with with a modeling company, not she not as a model. Um, but then the weave is evil and like has a mind of its own and starts killing people and the trailer was shit. Crazy. The concept was awful shit. It was it was a shitty movie all around. 
Um, I wrote three notes. The demonization, the demonization of black women's hair needs to stop. I'd pay money for men, white men, the white men who wrote this movie to stay in white men's business. Please, I'd pay so much money to see that happen. Just mind your business. What does black women's hair have to do with you? Riddle me that. Um, when are we going to stop pretending that black women who wear wigs and weaves either to assimilate into Eurocentric idealism and professionalism or to have fun are the bad guys? When are we going to have that conversation? Literally. I'm really tired mm. of people who are not black women. So everyone, everyone who is not a black woman pretending that it's black women's fault that but like the, that they have to wear wigs and weaves like because we know we all know it started off way back in the day as like you have to wear a wig and a weave or you weren't um you had to straighten your hair or you weren't professional or you couldn't get a job you couldn't go to school even definitely yeah. couldn't go to church um and, and stuff like that still happens now Mm-hmm. and then now so we've taken that and been like, okay, you want me to wear a wig? I'll wear this color wig. And then people started being like, oh, that's so ghetto. Why are you wearing a hot pink, hot yellow wig? Because I want to. Y'all already said I got to wear a wig. Now I can't pick the wig I want. Um, and then why the hell did I see Laverne Cox at, um, advertising the movie on live with Kelly and Ryan wearing an orange and white wig? Like, girl. First of all, why was Laverne Cox in this movie? But I, I kind of do want to add, though, like, as a person, like, I mentioned it before, but as a person that, um, like, for majority of my childhood had, like, perms and um, got my hair straightened, like, I want to say it was, like, consistent until I was, like, 15, maybe, and I'm 18 now. Um, I've, I found the concept of the movie interesting. But at the time, I was not aware that it was written by white people. Mm -hmm. So it was uh, like, it's obvious to me now that the story that I assumed was going to be told was not getting told. And it, it was really disappointing to me as someone who's assimilated for so long, if that makes sense. That's mm -hmm. what you mean. Like, yeah. um... Like, I, like, it just went in a complete, like, why is the weave killing people, first of all? It just went into, it just went into a direction that it didn't need to be, it didn't need to go to. Like, what are you trying to say? I don't want to transition into another question for us is like what classifies a black horror movie like is it just enough for a black person to be in it or do we also need to start classifying it as like a black creative team behind it um I don't know I feel like I would like to see I think I think it kind of depends on what you expect out of horror in general. 
Like, do you do you want a horror movie just to be like um, scary, or do you want a horror movie to tell to tell you to be a metaphor? Mm. And when you think about black horror, if you're looking for a metaphor, what does it have to be a metaphor about race? Because if it is, then us doesn't count as a black horror movie. I personally look to black to horror movies and expect something to be said. Um, you know, every now and again, I'll watch a black, I'll watch a, a horror movie. Honestly, I like to separate them between horror movies and scary movies. Horror movies have something to say. Scary movies are just scary. Um, yeah. And I think that, um, I think that if I'm looking for a black horror movie, I want, I'm looking for something said, but it doesn't necessarily have to be about race. I, I just want, I guess I, I am looking for like a black production team, a black cast, a black writing team, all that good stuff. Um, because you can have a whole black cast. You can, have, you, can, you can go a whole movie without ever mentioning a single non-black person and have an entire non-black writing team and it's not a black movie. I bet black people won't even like it. So yeah, that's what I think. I think that it it, it depends. I'm I'm looking for substance, and I'm looking for black people in every stage of production. Oh, I was gonna say. I think it, that it depends. I think it's close to what Eve was saying. I think it depends on what you're trying to do with the movie, because like, like ex- for example, with us the movie itself wasn't necessarily about being black, but it's claimed as a black movie because them all the main characters are black. And I think that it fits because it's like, it's because it's not about race. I think you could call it a black movie, but if it's a horror or even a scary movie that pertains to race and, but I think if if it's a movie that's pertaining to race and in the um context of actually of all things not just horror it should have a black production team a black writer a black director because they're they should we shouldn't be able to have the space to talk about this type of stuff if we're, if it's going to be talked about because as often is happening in um history and media and stuff black people get misrepresented a majority of the time when it's not being told by us if that makes sense mm-hmm. so i it i feel like it it really depends on the what you're trying to do with the movie whether or not it could be called black horror or not <laughs> mm-hmm Yeah, I feel like with black horror movies, um, and within this definition of like, would we consider like Antebellum then to be a black horror movie, considering that there was only like, to my knowledge, one the it was co-directed and one of the directors was black and the other one was right white, and then the rest of the producers were white. That's a common theme we're seeing mm-hmm. here. I think it was an attempt, but um. <laughs> yeah, it's like I feel like with 
black horror movies that it really is imperative that we have a black creative team and taking reins just like directorially but also as you said at all levels because we do not talk about having black people doing lighting often enough yeah Mm -hmm. or like makeup Mm -hmm. we know how our skin works some of y'all don't period so it's like we definitely I feel like it is necessary to start rein, reimagining what black horror mm-hmm. is and what it means especially now that we're seeing more movies come out because I think it's time that we start start letting go of movies that may be maybe have like black faces in them but are told from white or non-black perspectives because I don't feel like that makes it a black movie even if it's not specifically talking about race just like no backtrack take that back a lot of these movies will try to talk about race but from non-black perspectives so i feel like we need to stop calling them black horror movies or classifying them along with others if it's just going to be like here's two hours of brutalization or here's two hours of demonizing a part of black culture Mm. Alright, so any final thoughts from the group? Hmm. No, like, I think, I think I, I feel like I've talked too much. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a question, I suppose. It, hmm. Like, not necessarily in the context of a movie, but how do you, how do you guys, like, feel about non-Black people, like, having... I, I like I guess it could be like not necessarily as an antagonist but having just black characters in their stories whether horror or not how do you guys like feel about that, if that... I think that I'm sorry were you finished yeah like I'm, I'm just I'm not sure if my question makes sense no I see what you mean as a writer um I don't write strictly black people Black people are like my main characters typically. Um, but I'm not strictly writing like I have non-black characters of color, I have like white characters. Um, and I feel comfortable writing those characters because I am not trying to tell a story about I have a character who is uh you know, he's half Korean. Mm-hmm. And I'm not trying to tell a story about his him being half Korean, I, I just have his character that exists. Um, and I think that a lot of times white people, not black people in general, but specifically white people will try to tell stories that they are not equipped to tell. And that's why you have so many problems. Um, if, if you're not, I think as writers, well, white people need to be able to recognize that they just aren't, they don't have the, they don't have the moxie. <laughs> they don't got the chops to, to write some of these stories that they would like to. And that's okay. You can just honestly, that's not okay. Shut up. <laughs> God, it's not for you to say. Just go away. Go go somewhere else. Figure it out. Um. Yeah, I just I think that you can absolutely have like brown black characters in your stories if you're not black. You just can't tell black stories. You can have black characters, but you cannot tell black stories. If that makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I basically feel the same way, so I won't just re-say what Eve just <laughs> said. <laughs> Fair enough. I was just asking because we've had so many interpretations. Like, uh, yeah, we just had so many interpretations. So I was just wondering. Yeah, like, there's so many... There are a lot of black characters out there, and not all of them mm-hmm. are good, mm-hmm. but I feel like also, <sighs> let me think about this for a sec. When it comes to black horror, there's lots of characters who have been coded as black and who have been villains while they've been black, and it's definitely a problem and i definitely don't trust non-black mm-hmm. people who have like main characters or villains who are black mm-hmm. um and it's not necessarily a problem but i don't want to like give people permission <laughs> you know right yeah I, I feel like, like oh well, you said that this person could make white uh, make black characters and now they're being racist and it's like bro i never said all that <laughs> <laughs> yeah because i like i rem- i can recall experiences where I like see like just random like just random people like they'll have characters and then like they're like may may oh my god this is my cinnamon apple of OCs it's like a black person but they're not black and then being uncomfortable with that like I don't I don't know if that's like a common experience but I mm, I don't mm-hmm. know it just it, it's it's not that you can't but it's it's like why? I don't know if that makes sense. <laughs> I see what you mean. I don't really have anything else to say. I just like <sighs> get it together. Stop being so white that it bothers other people. <laughs> you couldn't be white. Just be black, black in public. <laughs> it's like I think what ties into a lot of other uh, the horror movies that we're talking about is like non-black people or even just black men really who are the weakest the link, link, link. weakest link. <laughs> will use black characters as a mm, not like a puppet for their own well will use black characters to talk about their own uh, opinions that otherwise would not have you know, past. It's like, oh, I don't have this opinion. My black character, my black woman character has this opinion. Okay, nigga. And it's like... (laughs) You know we can't put that in there. Sorry! The hell we can't. We sure can. (laughs) But, um... We'll just do that instead. We'll have these characters as a, like, way to have their really shitty opinions and that's very unfortunate that there's a reason that i only mentioned these five black horror movies oh because there's just there are others out there but they're not as interesting or they're not as good or just in general don't have any sort of like message that i can say and there are probably some gems out there that i haven't even heard of obviously, but I feel like my final wrap-up message is that there are a lot of good 
writers and a lot of good directors and people out there who can ha- who have all this potential to make amazing wonderful movies mm-hmm. but they're not the ones oftentimes they're not the ones getting picked up they're not the ones that have all these producers lining up to hear their stories and do all these things with them and so even though they are out there and they have all these wonderful, amazing ideas, I want to say shout out to Nia DaCosta, who's going to be redoing Candyman. And even though it's going to take so long for me to see it, I'll be okay. But, um, like, re-envisioning Candyman and reclaiming Candyman from the horrible racist depiction and all of the amazing work that she's doing with the support of Jordan Peele, but a lot of people don't get that. And it's very unfortunate that there are these amazing stories that can be told, but aren't being told because we still prioritize non-Black people, especially white people, to make Black stories. Mm-hmm. Y'all got something else to say? Um... Hmm. Stop supporting creations that are not awesome. <laughs> that you're just gonna say stop supporting creation <laughs> and me but when I'm enforcing uh, at the evolution to be taught in schools <laughs> <laughs> but um I don't know like uh, support your, your local black creator uh, talk to black people yeah. Just talk. Don't try to write don't write our stories. Let let black people write our stories. Talk to black writers and see how can I give you money today? Oh yeah, uh my cash app no I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you for tuning in to going up and here's your floor have a happy halloween